Hello. Hello. And welcome. To. It bears repeating. And it does. A drag. A oh, fuck. A podcast about all <laughs> things drag, race, hula, and local. My name's Tom, and as you can tell, I have a very special guest on the line. Being my guest host today, it is the one, the only, Fairy Berry, the beautiful, talented. I want her to do my makeup every day. Just Haley. <laughs> Yes, hello, everyone. Obviously, I'm not Disney. Uh, Welcome to the podcast, Jess. Thank you. Gosh, it feels like a year in the making. Uh, I'm so excited to be here. It's truly, you still really haven't met Tiffany, have you? No. Never. I don't think it's in the cards for both of you. I think it's it's just... yeah, it's just, it's just we always like dismiss each other every time I come back. To, so I'm from Pittsburgh too originally. So I've met Tom a couple of times when I come home to visit my parents for holidays and that kind of thing. But for some reason, Tiffany and I just keep passing like ships in the night. One day it's, it has to happen sometime soon. I truly well, I'm coming if... home for Thanksgiving. So maybe that that during that weekend we can make it a reality. Okay, if, if not, I'll just hang out with you again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll just, we'll just do what we usually do. And just yeah, just head, and, up, you know. head up 5801 and get yeah. a couple drinks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or you guys can come out here and uh, come to Black Mass. Well, that... A road trip. I, I, I was going to suggest that to her. Maybe after the holiday season, because it's going to get crazy with both of us working retail. Oh, yeah, I do not envy you that at all. Uh, I don't and we'll still be going last Saturday of every month, you know. Okay, so tell everyone what Black Mass is, where it happens, what it is, how they can find out about it. So I am a what am I is my official title now? I guess I'm co I'm producer and Mike, my friend Mike, is the executive producer of Cleveland's favorite punk rock burlesque and drag showcase called Black Mass. And it's in Cleveland, Ohio. Um, yeah, you can save your sympathies. Um, but yeah, we are a drag show that is focused on alternative drag, Dragula type of drag, you know, any type of alternative entertainment. We have entertainers of all shapes and sizes and everything and every type of person that you could ever want to see in a drag show. And yeah, we've been going for a little over a year now. It's my friend Mike is the one who uh, started the show. It's his baby. And then I just kind of popped in like a little gremlin and just wouldn't leave until he gave me a job. Um, <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. Uh, and yeah, we are the last Saturday of every month in at the 5 o'clock lounge, which is a dive bar in Lakewood, Ohio. And um, yeah, you can find us on Instagram at Black Mask Clee, C-L-E. And you can see all of our fabulous entertainers. There. It always looks so fun on your Instagram stories. So we are, we're going to have to go. And if she doesn't, then I will just take a, makeup, a Greyhound or a Megabus or whatever I can take to Cleveland and make it work. <laughs> yes. Well, of course, you'll always have a place to stay. But um, yeah, it's a lot of fun. It's so um, it's kind of crazy. Like when we first started it, we didn't really know what it was going to turn into. And um, it was really just you know, Mike's idea to just kind of, he saw, he was like, he grew up here and, you know, knew a lot of people on the scene. He's like a, you know, punk gay guy, alternative gay 
Um, so he knew a lot of people both like in the gay scene and in like the kind of underground music scene and dive bar scene, that kind of thing. And he saw this, like that there would be a market for something like a type of drag show that would, that was different than what you would find like at a gay bar. And so when he started the show, the purpose of it was to kind of be like something that was more like geared towards a wider audience than just like queer people. So um, that's why we do it at a straight bar. <laughs> um, so like half of our audience usually is like straight people, which is kind of interesting, but pretty cool. And I don't know, it's very um, like referential, pop culture referential, and um, it's not just gay references, you know, and or like gay music, quote unquote, that, you know, the kind of stuff that you would hear at a gay bar. So um, it's really crazy the way it's t- taken off. Like in the last year, we've, we can barely like the space that we have it in. We can barely hold all the people that come to it now. Oh my God, that's so exciting! Yeah, we never imagined it was going to take off the way it has, and um, we've been like getting written up in like magazines and stuff, like local newspapers and everything, as being like one of the the top like things to do for nightlife in Cleveland now. So it's kind of a big deal. Yeah, that is fucking rad. (laughs) That is so cool. (laughs) Wasn't it like? yeah sorry i was just didn't it start as like every other month and now it's every month well it pretty much started as like wherever we could get booked okay (laughs) and like whoever we could get to do it like because honestly when we started we had no money to pay anybody so it was really just kind of conglomerating as many people as we could find who were willing to like work for no pay essentially until we could get it off the ground and then uh, the five o'clock lounge where we do it now after we did it there once or twice, they were like, okay, well, we'll give you a residency and you can just do it, you know, once a month for the rest of the year until whatever. And now it's kind of like, wow, we're going to have to like start a I second show. <laughs> oh, like, God, yeah, do a second have, show. Well, we have things in the works. Um, secret projects, secret projects that are on the horizon. But um, we just have so many people now, like, does, like at this point, there's probably almost, 20 or 30 somewhere between 20 and 30 entertainers that we rotate through we do have a, it's a rotating cast so different people every show and we like to leave room for new people to um new people on the scene and you know new people to us um but you know we mostly focus on making sure that we're showcasing cleveland entertainers specifically uh, instead of like bringing people in from other places and it, it's just we don't it's there's just it's we can only book seven people per show so you know, it's hard to kind of get everybody in there, but um, it's really cool. It's it's really nice to see, like, people getting to know some of the really amazing entertainers that we have in Cleveland and um, getting to kind of showcase them in a, a different way than they wouldn't have maybe necessarily gotten to do before. So I love them all very much. I'm sure they're all going to listen to this. So hi, bitches. Hi. <laughs> Thank you for listening, even though you probably don't have never listened before. So. <laughs> they're going to have to start listening now. We yes. all talk about Dragula in our group chat all the time. So. Oh, my God. Boo, yeah. This is the perfect place for yeah. that conversation. Yeah. Um, before we, like, really jump into the episode, if you're still listening or if you haven't, like, skipped to the Dragula part, because people, you know, who knows what people do. Sure. Riot is a non-negotiable part of the podcast. We do our podcast <laughs> in a room with hardwood floors, and she is a dog that has nails, a big dog she's not like a little dog and so when she prances around she's just excited 
She's part of the like the, tapping toenails is here to stay. She's here to stay. Honestly, anyone who has a problem with the riot has a problem with me. So we're gonna have to fight about it. So. Listen, I'm just saying. I'm just like, well, just throw it out there. <laughs> we've discussed this before, and I just don't know why I have to reiterate. Oh my god! Sorry, there is like a giant bug on my ceiling, and I just no. like gonna have to. What is it? <laughs> oh my god! Okay. Are you gonna die? I'm just gonna. I don't know what it is. If I can like figure out what it is and what it's, a, it's not a spider. But does it fly is really kind of the question <laughs> that I am currently. Will it fall? Will it fall upon you? It's not like above my head. I mean, it is on the ceiling, but it's not like right above me. So I think I'm okay. But if you hear me like scream and like things <laughs> fall over, it's just me reacting to the bug getting into my personal space. But we are I will having... say my prayers for you. Thank you. Yeah, sure. I think I'm good. All right. Okay. Are you ready to talk about this episode? I am ready to talk about this episode. I am excited to talk about this episode, actually. Me too. So, episode we're talking about episode four, and yes, episode three's podcast hasn't been released yet, but it's uh, you'll have to talk to Tiffany about it because it wasn't my responsibility, <laughs> and she can tell you the story about how it never came to be. And I, I don't know if she's going to take care of it or we're just going to skip episode three and just continue talking about the season from here on out i don't know we'll get back to you you'll just find it in your feed one day probably i really don't know what to tell you so we're just we're on dragula season three episode four and this is drag queens dungeons and drag queens yeah. yes it's a, yeah i mean it's all right we all know it's a, it's a diy operation we know that too over at uh black mass cle if you uh skipped up to this point hello everyone <laughs> um, also put DIY operation over there too so we know all about that also I want to say I did this I have a disclaimer of my own I did listen to all right Mary's episode about this episode of Dragula so if I accidentally um put forth any ideas that I pretend are mine that were actually from them <laughs> I'm sorry all right Mary I don't mean it <laughs> that was last week so I don't remember what they said but I feel like when I still bothered to listen to every single drag podcast, a lot of the themes were the same throughout all of them, even if we yeah. weren't listening to each other. So it, it sometimes people would throw in a nice curveball, but for the most part, all of us are very smart and intelligent people that have yeah. very similar ideas and outlooks on the world. <laughs> so. Yeah, and outlooks on um, how these things get edited and placed together and um, produced in that and, sense as well. And this episode is just like full of that. Yes. Uh, oh yeah, I have so many questions to ask you. Okay, let's get into it. I'm interested. Okay. Okay. So the op- the opening scene where the boulets do their their acting, which I'm gonna say in air quotes now because I'm pretty sure <laughs> every queen that performed uh, in the Dungeons and Drag Queens is like on par or better than what the, the Boulet brothers do in these yeah. opening sequences. So it's I weird that say, we're I judging think, them. <laughs> I think Drac is acting. Um, uh-huh. I don't know about Swan. Swan is phoning it in a little bit, but Drac is like fully there. Like in episode one in episode three, when she like grabs the guy who comes in, she's like, no funny business, John. <laughs> like, oh, okay. We've got to, conservatory trained actor in the house okay Okay. we'll get to them (laughs) we'll get to that so um i'm finding these opening scenes to be a little bit like disjointed 
like uh, I'm not sure what the the overarching story is supposed to be, and it's going so slowly that I don't know like what I'm supposed to be getting out of these scenes, which is too bad because I really loved the very first one where they like broke out of the the ambulance and they were like standing in the street. I was like, oh wow, like the editing of these is is really cool and like you know, but I'm kind of getting a little bit lost. Like this one, I thought was a bit strange. I don't know. Yeah. What do you think? Well, I there's there wasn't really a through line until episode four is in like I'm sorry episode right. three in this one, right? Because like there was the party and then they sent the young boy downstairs and then they went and murdered all the people downstairs. But like, are they creating a new monster? Wasn't like that the whole like isn't that supposed to be the through line and with all I, of these rituals? The, the, like, yeah, I, I suppose. Uh, I'm finding it to be a little unclear, but anyway, I like it uh, regardless. Yeah, they're just fun. so I I don't know where I don't know where they're leading or if they're leading up to like tell a story or if they're just like little cut yeah yeah either way it's cute I like seeing you know their little outfits and all their their looks in this one where they're wearing those like big robes and like that curly hair I was like oh I want to look like that (laughs) I feel like I find that with them a lot like (laughs) when I'm looking at them I'm like I want to look like them (laughs) yeah I like I I feel like I should if I just got white contacts I could do it (laughs) yeah 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 so the episode truly starts back in the boot the boudoir uh which is how I spelled it in my notes yeah, so I spelled it in my notes too. Uh, the girls discuss who likely went home. Uh, it, it it seems kind of up in the air because like everyone kind of fucked up the last episode. And like to to briefly recap what happened in the last episode, Hollow and Madeline were truly the two people who fucked it up. But they threw Yoska in the bottom three just to get rid of her. Yeah, yeah honestly. <laughs> I, there's so much to unpack here already that I'm just like, first of all, I just want to say I'm really enjoying everything about this season. That Every episode has been packed with, like, just so much. Uh, I'm just loving it. Like, compa- after this, like, drag, I know you guys talked about this before, but after the kind of drag race fatigue, I'm, like, having so much fun watching this show. But um, I'm already tired of Dahlia's storyline. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so well. So much. She... <laughs> I don't get, I find it, I found it kind of annoying that after what happened in episode three, where they were kind of um, going back and forth about like their argument and Maddie had her whole moment of like, I don't want to talk about this again. And it was all like very dramatic. And then Dahlia is like apologizing to her then. And then she comes in at the beginning of this episode and is like, I just like wish that the root of all evil would go home. And it's like, girl. But also Dahlia wasn't gonna be happy with any of those queens walking back through that door because she like doesn't like yoska (laughs) she is so annoyed by hollow yeah Yeah. (laughs) so like it wasn't it was a lose 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 situation Mm -hmm. for dahlia uh yeah the well we'll get more into like madeline and dahlia in a second because they they have a whole thing uh i like how eva is very stoked about her it's it's a, it was a performing challenge, and that was really what I wanted to right. win. I was, I was like, okay, calm sure. down. <laughs> yeah, like, you did great. Eva has this very, like, manic energy about her that, like, as a Capricorn, I, like, truly relate to, where she's just got, she's, like, such a perfectionist, and you can feel her getting, like, really excited and nervous at the same time about every single thing that she's, like, doing and talking about. <laughs> I think it's really cute, but it's, it's funny, too, because she's always, like, 
just very like you know taking it very seriously you know what I mean yeah yeah she's much more intense than I think any of the other people on the show are (laughs) she's like I am here to be on this and win this and I don't ever want to falter like because I'm here to fucking win this (laughs) I totally feel like her and Priscilla are like like the two sides of my personality like the one side is like I have to do this 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 and this and this this and this and the other half is like I need a cigarette (laughs) 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 I love Priscilla so much I can't get enough of her every time she speaks it cracks me up oh yeah like I love her I she I think you know getting ahead of myself here I think Landon is gonna win long term but Priscilla is the one that I want to win. Love oh, call. I love her. Calls being made. Calls being made. Early, okay. early calls being made. Okay. Okay. So, uh, basically, Hollow enters. Dahlia rolls her eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, she says it's going to be another episode where no one gets a word in edgewise. And then, of course, while Dahlia is saying that in her talking head, they like cut to hollow as if hollow could interrupt a talking head and is like i got my underarm done because it's the most ticklish part of my body (laughs) and it it feels like the way they tell the story and edit hollow is just so it's a little it's a lot shady shady yeah Yeah, yeah. it's definitely shady i i oh my god i have like whiplash with hollow eve because Sometimes I really love and like connect to like the things that they're doing and saying. And then other times I'm like, I'm so happy that like, I don't have to like hang out with you in real life. You know what I mean? It's like, I don't know. I keep going back and forth between being like really in love with what she does and also being like really annoyed with her, which I think both can be true at the same time. Yeah. (laughs) I I literally feel the same way about them because They, they they're speaking truth and things that I like my beliefs align with but right. then the time and place feels wrong yeah, for when they're yeah, yeah, going yeah. off about them and it's it's like okay I get it right. because sometimes you just want to turn that part of your brain off and just relax a little and yeah, I don't I don't think that they they are capable of that and that they want to be like that because I think they are just always fighting not yeah. like in a argue to be argumentative but they're they want the right side of everything to be heard I guess right and plus you know this is a tv show and they're trying to use the platform to say you know something that they feel is important but it's like at all times this actually leads right into um the next part baby gate this I think is what they called it on all right mary when oh (laughs) yes whenever they call call you yes uh I mean, it is diminutive. Diminute is that a real word? Or is that like the right way to use that word? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. okay. Sort of. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to call someone baby like that. Yeah. Not it 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 can be in a term of endearment, but it's almost saying like that Yovska wasn't ready to be in this competition because they were a baby. And yeah, that, I see that. I don't know. I mean, I definitely, because this is like one of those things when I was like, I agree with Hollow, but also it's like, it didn't need to be a soapbox moment, right? I right. don't know. But because I, it kind I, of distracts. I don't think that they meant it in a offensive, I mean, I think they meant it in an affectionate way, like, oh, because, you know, they're small and like kind of immature, and because yeah. they were in terms of, like, the way that they were, like, interacting with the others and, you know, whatever. But it just, it felt like a moment that went on for a bit too long. But I definitely, like, agree with, you know, Hollow's sort of um, 
awareness of like word usage and like how it can be interpreted and that kind of thing. I like appreciate their um, like commitment to like thinking about that. So, you know, kind of again, back and forth on that, but yeah, I feel the it same was a moment. It, it, it sure was because it always everything turns into a moment. Yeah. Uh, I do want to back real quick because I guess Landon had a talking head. Landon's talking heads drive me bonkers. I wrote the same thing. I was going to say it all feels so rearranged. Yeah, like, like, Lan- <laughs> yeah, like, it's like, first of all, Landon's the only one sitting on the edge of the seat. Like, he's sitting on the edge of the seat. He is almost yeah. leaning through the camera. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like to touch me and I'm like no I don't want that but it, it's like it's as if he's like when you're in elementary school and you're like you have to answer a word problem you have to like say what the word problem says back to it before yeah. you can answer the question it's like yeah. well I believe that I should have won because you know <laughs> like I feel yeah. like it's very that yeah it's very that yeah it, it, well because I think what what I have written here is he says I'm so impressed that Hollow got a tattoo in their armpit. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> are you? <laughs> I don't know. It just like, and then, honestly, right. this is like a theme for the whole episode kind of with Landon, like yeah. not to get ahead, but like just there's something sort of like unconvincing about their delivery of like words. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. It's like, like read, it feels like they're reading a script and like they're not a great actor, like not just in the challenge, but like in the talking head as well. Yeah, it's, I feel like, I don't know how, like, far week-wise, like, how long they've been doing it on the show at this point. Yeah. But it feels like they're still very new to talking to a producer, whereas I think, at least it seems like on Drag Race, the girls lean into it very quickly. Like, they're, like, ready to, like, tell you how it is. But I think... The, the Dracula contestants, not that I think they're guarding themselves, but they're a little more cognizant that, like, the other Dracula contestants will have to see and deal with the things that they say. So I think they're right. trying to be a little bit more careful. Like, they want to throw a little bit of shade, but not so much that whenever they leave the show, it's going to be like, yikes. Well, and, you know, with um, with Landon specifically, like, I don't think that Landon as a person is the type of person who throws shade. <laughs> Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, she, like, her, you know, real-life personality, like, you, you follow her on Instagram, I'm sure. Like, yeah. they, you know, seem so, like, friendly and sweet and supportive. And, like, even some of the th- ways that, like, stuff that they've said, like, on the show and, and to the other contestants, it's like, you're not the type of person who's going to say, like, I really feel like I should deserve this win. Like, right. you know, he strikes me as the type of person who would be like, no, I'm really happy that my friend won. <laughs> so it's, like, funny. I think that's why it comes off as so, like, unconvincing, because it's, like, I don't really think that they have a mean bone in their body. Yeah. <laughs> you know what that's... I mean? And, like, there's been such clear messaging with what Landon's been putting on on the show. Yeah. So, I, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, uh, so, real quick, Madeline enters the room. Dahlia rolls her eyes. Um, yeah. Sure. And then Eva has a talking head that says Maddie needs to really step up her game. And it's so interesting, uh, like watching the show progress because I I watched a bunch of things whenever before the show aired after they like released the cast, mm-hmm. and everyone was like Madeline was everyone's like big question mark. It was like she's either gonna do really good or like she's gonna have to like step it up or like everyone was very just like they all knew who she was but they weren't sure about her right. being like on Dragula. So it's. Well, and honestly, she's still kind of a big question mark for me because, like, sometimes she kills it and then sometimes it's, like, kind of a little bit off the mark. So I'm not really sure. She's kind of right in the middle of the pack right now. 
Yeah, she's been very high, low, high, low. It's yeah. not been a very, there's no safe with her. It's you're just getting one thing or the other. I have a lot of interest, in, like, I don't know, I have some opinions about her that we'll get to maybe at the end when she has her meltdown. I would like to come back to that. Yeah. I'll pin in that for later. Okay. Uh, before we like jump into the, the, the challenge that gets announced, <clears throat> you were initially right. supposed to talk with Tiffany about episode three. So like just briefly, what, how did you feel about like the craziness that happened last episode? So whenever the Queens of Rock challenge happened? I, hold on one second. I have to cough and I don't want to okay. do it in the microphone. Okay. <clears throat> oh God. I'm sorry, dear listeners. I have a, a bit of a smoker's cough that uh, is hindering me at this moment. Um, I, I thought it was a really fun episode, first of all, episode three, um, but, um, I thought that, I thought it was weird the way it kind of was set up, like, I don't know why, um, Eva and Maddie got picked to be team captains for the rock challenge, and so I felt that that kind of set, oh, like, the whole episode off on, like, a weird foot. Mm-hmm. because it was like it, they seemed like they already sort of had an advantage and a lot of stress on them for the challenge. So like when the whole thing with hollow happened and she pulled the needles out, it was like, well, they set her up to be in this position as the team leader and kind of like put her on the chopping block from the get go. So I was like, I don't know, the whole setup of it was a little weird, but I don't know. What, what were you thinking about it? Uh, so I did kind of clock that as well, because but I also think the Boulay brothers, if they feel like you're just kind of floating by, they want to throw something at you to either like prove that you can do it or just get rid of you. Yeah, and because sure. because they have definitely in the past just been like, oh, everyone's going to participate in this extermination challenge, and any one of you could go home. It doesn't really right. matter that anyone won. So I think it's just kind of to keep people on their toes. Okay, and- so you saw it as it, them throwing them an obvious opportunity to like either win or go home. Basically. Yes. Yes, yeah. I did. Okay. Uh, that makes sense. And then the the watching the episode the first time, whenever the needles are removed from Hollow, mm-hmm. it looks like it's on purpose until Hollow freaks out. And then I'm like, oh my god, Hollow got hurt. <laughs> yeah. And then to to then realize that she like uh, they didn't get hurt, uh, like. Then I was like very confused. I was like, why couldn't you just keep going? <laughs> like, mean, maybe. It... Yeah, I guess. I mean, I can imagine it would be very jarring to have the needles in your cheeks taken out before yeah. you were ready. I planned I, it. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to say. Like, I don't know. I guess my whole thing was like, why wasn't if they were gonna nail down one thing for their that performance, why wasn't that the thing? Like, if Hollow was really that stressed about it happening you know before they were ready like then why wasn't that the one thing that they were like okay we're gonna make sure we do it right now and everything else is kind of like so that's why I was kind of like I don't know it it was wild and I do think like the putting Yoska in the bottom three was just it was very obvious what was happening and like very dismissive and that that did really kind of bother it did not leave me feeling good not that I don't think it could have been time for Yos kind of go home, but to right. like put them in the bottom three with those two is just like quite unfair <laughs> considering well, Yos. I totally agree with you. And the, you know, going back to what I was saying about Maddie before Madeline, but I keep calling her yeah. Maddie. I have written Maddie in my notes. Um, uh, I, I feel like they're really doing their best to keep her in. I feel like there's a heavy handedness with 
producing her story. Yeah. Um, like, I guess just to kind of jump ahead to, like, the ending, like, this whole thing where she has the meltdown at the end, like, she, I, it, it felt out of, char- out of character for me for the Boulets to, like, reward that behavior and not send her home because of that. Uh, I mean, there's still time in the show for that to come back around and, like, yeah. bite her in the butt. I, I, well, let's just move on with the episode. We can, like, talk all about okay, we'll Madeline when we get there. Yeah. yeah. So the, this weird, like, Renaissance music starts playing in the boudoir. And <laughs> uh, they, they go back on, they go onto the stage. And they, they, this challenge gets announced. So it's Dungeons and Drag Queens. And they're going to get a randomly, I say with, like, the biggest of air quotes, assigned. <laughs> right. Like, the roll of a dice, a character and like a trait so do you are you familiar with these kinds of games because i'm like vaguely familiar i sort of so okay so i don't play dungeons and dragons i've never played it before okay but i do um play like rpg video games a lot okay um and so yeah i like from that in that sense i am like right now i'm playing a game called dragon age inquisition i don't know if you've ever heard of it i'm sure some of your listeners have i'm sure it has yeah um like the the classes and the races in that game are like or like in Skyrim or something like that are like kind of the same thing as like what they're doing here with this Dungeons and Drag Queens thing so uh, I was like really excited about this challenge because I thought it was cool that they were gonna kind of celebrate like nerd culture along with part of like the Dragula brand yeah I think it was Okay, so what I, I what I think is it was very exciting that we were gonna make an attempt to do it, yeah. <laughs> but I also felt like the research wasn't there because I felt like not only were the contestants confused, but me as someone who doesn't like I'm kind of aware of like how RPGs and things like that work, but imagine being someone who literally has no idea how that works and how confusing this must have been for them. Yeah. First of all, more than half the cast gets assigned to be an elf, and then like. Right. Two of them are reptilian, and then the other two are like none of the other things, and and it's just like, why are there so many elves? There there are more like classes than this, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I guess yeah. I don't really know why they did it in this way. I don't know what their logic was in terms of like choosing. Uh, okay, so I have a question for you. Okay. How do you, uh, this is like <laughs> it ties in? How do how much do they know about what? their assignment is prior to this moment because like so just for example when they're on the main stage and they're getting this assignment from the boulets via the video message yeah they announce it as like dungeons and dragons and priscilla like screams and cheers and then as soon as they walk back into the boudoir afterwards she's like i ain't never seen no dungeons and dragons i don't know what this is (laughs) and i'm like so like how much of it is acting you know what I mean like they already know right like what they're doing when they come in and like start sketching and stuff because like they're they have to know they have to have it sort of started right that's my so what my here would be my best guess and so uh, I imagine it works a lot like drag race and here's my best knowledge of like how it works on drag race you get a list and Shangela if you scroll back on her Instagram you can see like the the themes that she was given for all stars three and like how they were something but not quite what they were <laughs> like right. like so shangela knew like she needed to bring a look for this kind of thing but she's not sure if it's for the main stage or if it's for a challenge or if it's for right. so she, priscilla probably got like like uh 
a drunk elf character and she was like okay i need to like bring something for that but she wasn't sure like what it what it would look like or what it was supposed to be for right so my guess is like she knows what the look's supposed to look like but she doesn't necessarily know how it's going to be interpreted yeah yeah so because that the only reason why i was wondering is because well i have been wondering that so far in the competition in general but like in terms of like why most of them were elves, I was wondering if maybe they had some kind of input on like what they were doing. Like maybe the assignment was something like, you're going to do an RPG character and here's what you can do. And they were like, okay, I'm doing this, this and this. And so then they kind of like assigned it after the fact. I don't know. Who knows? I I feel like they're not going to. It's weird they were all elves basically yeah i feel like that when you're on these shows you're not going to get that much control like you're not going to get to pick (laughs) because they have to they had to write a story (laughs) a very loose story for them to act out so i don't but like i don't see how what the characters were really pushed that narrative unless uh, unless i'm stupid like i don't it didn't matter if they were an elf or whatever because like they could have done it as any kind of thing so i don't yeah, uh, I you're right. That's true. Because like the story that they told was not really like reflective of their characters. So yeah, yeah. It wasn't like oh, you're just a lowly elf, so you can't have the dragon's blood thing right. <laughs> that they're right. fighting for. You know, the only so. time that they did was between um, Priscilla and Hollow when they were when she, like Priscilla said to Hollow like oh you you know you're we don't I don't want to go on and share the treasure with your kind because like Hollow was a dark elf right and, like if you in these kinds of games like dark elves are usually kind of like lower class treated like lower class like that was the only time that they made any sort of reference to like any of it but yeah so i guess what i would like to see if we like cuz i don't think this was like a bad challenge idea I think it was just like a rough first go so I think if they do bring this back for another season they need to bring someone who's very nerdy and super gay to like come in and like actually figure this out for them so it feels more so it feels less confusing for someone who like doesn't know what's going on and because I felt really excluded from this kind of thing because I, I just didn't know what it was yeah and they really didn't do a whole lot of explanation about like the classes what it meant and, yeah but i thought it was cool I, this is a challenge that i would have really liked to do and i was really excited to see them like i was excited to see that eva got the reptilian character because i was like oh i know eva could do something really cool with that so i was excited to see them give it a try and i yeah. think you're right in the future that they could do it even better so uh now they have their challenge and they're back in the boudoir uh they get a message from Israel uh, that there's a key of life and death <laughs> hidden in the, in the boudoir. This whole scene was so funny. So some of those, was it you guys that were talking about how like awkward it is when they all like come entering back into the boudoir for like any reason? Like, like yeah, it's very uncomfortable. The day, or it's, like they're yeah. coming back from the main stage or whatever. It's coming, like they're trying to make it a moment, but it's not quite. No, like, it's some not. Of the little like things that they're saying as they walk through the door are like some of the funniest little like throwaway lines in like the whole show. They I'm are cracking up in this one. Like Eva comes in and she goes, "I'm a reptile." She's yeah. Like, <laughs> like, oh my god, they're such nerds. They are. That <laughs> I feel like that's the one time where they're truly not putting anything on for anyone. They're just like, "We're walking back 
into the room. Yeah. I'm a reptile, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's so cute. Uh, so there's this but, key yeah. hidden in the room. And they don't know what it does, but they know that they want it. And Dahlia, and it takes, it, it uh, <laughs> okay. I think it, the boudoir is maybe too small for this to be super yeah, fun. I was thinking the same thing. Yeah. I was like, there's something about this that's not quite working. <laughs> yeah, because it was like 0.2 seconds and Dolly was like, found it. And it's like, uh, which table is it taped under? Yeah, like, wait, wait, which of the three tables <laughs> is it like underneath? Right. <laughs> which cubicle is that? Like, cube is it? Um, so Dahlia wins it, but Madeline has the best talking head at this point. She's like, I don't know what it does, but I'm sure it's annoying. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, I would feel right. the same way if I was in this situation. So what do you think the purpose of the key was from a production standpoint? Like, if you were the producer of this show, who would you want to get the key and what would you want them to use it for? They got what they wanted out of this key. We'll talk, we can talk about it. Oh, yeah. Okay. Because we'll talk about it later. Uh, But, like, I think Dahlia is the best person to get this key because she has, like, the most shit with everyone at this point to really make it interesting. She's definitely the biggest shit stirrer of all of them, too. So, yeah, Yeah, I agree. um, So they ask Dahlia what she would do if she was given the power to put up for some someone up for elimination and like She's the way very it's, diplomatic yeah the way it's produced though it's like you can tell like they want you to think that she's gonna say Madeline but like mm. doesn't really just outright say it like mm-hmm. it could have been said and they just keep panning to Madeline's face and she's yeah. just like got this like pursed lip like Mm-hmm. Well, that's just, that's Madeline's face. I'm sorry to say. Which it's I just, kind of love, honestly. Yeah, I, I love and the I hate her. The energy of that face. Yeah, it's just, she, she is like, yeah, I, I still don't know how I feel about Madeline, but like, I am happy she's there because she is some great TV sometimes. She really, I, she, I came actually a long way with her in this episode, even though at the end she was being like really annoying. I was like, yeah. I get who you are. And I like you, even yeah. though you're annoying. <laughs> kind of, you know, sometimes. So uh, Israel returns with the scripts, and they start practicing. And uh, I just have to say that on every show where they have to practice an acting challenge, it's always, like, the most uncomfortable, like, time. Like, oh, yeah. Have on, on Drag Race, too. Every time they're, like, sitting in the circle, just, like, kind of reading lines, it's always so cringy every time but you know what i like about this as opposed to on drag race the rules are already assigned so there's none of that like well i want to be <laughs> right you know <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, right, yeah i mean yeah for sure i hate that and then there's always the queen who's like i only have two lines and then they win the challenge like right. <laughs> calm down right. <laughs> so hollow this is where hollow has their talking head I'm conservatory trained and like literally just goes in hard. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> you need to bring it down 10 notches. Oh man, this gave me flashbacks. Did you ever do theater in high school? Uh, I didn't because I wasn't that bitch. But oh, I, I, I wasn't either. I tried it and I wasn't either because of people like this. <laughs> so <laughs> Because what, of this energy. What I can tell you is my freshman year of college, my roommate was a theater major and it was... Ooh 
just like this. Mm-hmm. And then I went to Point Park University, which like has a huge conservatory. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, oh my God, <laughs> it is yeah. like people singing in the elevator, people oh, yeah. like doing plies just down the hall. And you're like, you gotta stop. This isn't <laughs> fame. <laughs> yeah, like this isn't, <laughs> what are you doing? Uh, yeah, I yeah, that's such, like, a specific, um, like, energy that if you know a theater person, then you know exactly what that is. And yes. so as soon as I Hollow came up in this um, talking head, I was like, oh, I get you now. And, <laughs> yeah. And, I thought you were. <laughs> yeah, Hollow, Hollow out of drag looks like that person who's yes. going to school for acting with the, yes. the scarves and the hats, yes. the, the striped shirts. Like, it's all very they that. one, like, sitting under the table away from Laganja Estranja. <laughs> <laughs> like, just doing it for the gram, like, flexing all the time. Yeah. But I love it, though. I was kind of like, okay, like, you know, this makes sense for you. And honestly, when they were showing Hollow giving people tips and stuff when they were acting they looked like they were giving them good advice like they were saying like oh well you know it'll it'll portray more if you say that it's like if you show with your acting that like I'm hurting you than if I punch you harder or whatever and I was like oh okay like you know you might actually know what you're talking about so you know I'll put that in my pipe and smoke it yeah, I could it could have been way douchier than it ended up being. The talking yeah. head's very douchey, but like in reality it wasn't it wasn't as bad. Right. But they do that little monologue and Eva's like, Where is this in the script? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, Oh, I re- I feel that so right now. I've been there. <laughs> and also uh, just in this whole scene, like what is Maxi doing? <laughs> I don't know what I Maxie's <laughs> doing whatever she wants in the oh. scene. <laughs> So, oh my god, that makes me cringe so hard. I, this was so rough. Yeah, <laughs> so but rough. the I think they did. This is gonna sound so shady. They did Maxie a huge favor by not really putting them in the scene, <laughs> like the show episode, very much. Yeah. Like they did, they did them yeah. a big favor. <laughs> I agree. I, I, I'm. So, Insider Tea, actually. I have some Inside Tea. Inside Tea. Um, a friend of mine, one of the Black Mass family members, is uh, an acquaintance. Or I don't know if I could say friends. But they know Maxie. And they've okay. worked together before because they're a burlesque dancer as well. And I think that Maxie is um, maybe coming here for something. Um, sorry if that's uh, supposed to be a secret. But anyway, um, so I was kind of like, oh, I was like, I can't really say anything. I don't want to say anything too, like, shady about Maxie. <laughs> but um, I'm so, but, but my point was going to be that, like, I'm sure that when Maxie's doing what they do on stage and, like, in terms of burlesque and, like, just serving the looks that they serve on Instagram and stuff, like, I'm sure it's stunning. And I love their kind of commitment commitment to being sort of like genderqueer drag and like, you know, no hips, no boobs, whatever. And like, I, I'm excited that I hope I get the opportunity to see them perform like on stage because I feel like their drag will translate like a lot better in that capacity than it is on the show. So I just want to have that disclaimer going forward. If I make continue to be shady about Maxie that like, I think just in the context of the show, I'm not sure it worked very well, but yeah, I don't know. What do you think? No, I, I'm kind of on the same level because I remember when we were talking about the burlesque performance, 
Tiffany was trying really hard to go in on Maxie, and I was like, but they looked, they were entrancing when they were on the screen. They, I was hypnotized yeah. every time that they were they were moving, and yeah. there was just such intention with the way Maxie moved. And I agree with you. I think if I saw Maxie do their own thing, that I would be like very thrilled with it. But as like what you said in the context of the show, I don't know that like either Maxie wasn't willing to budge enough to conform to like the challenges or yeah. if like that the talent just isn't there. Like the, we're not at the point where we can do that yet. Well, it's like one or getting, the. Yeah. I was getting the impression that Maxie's like sort of um, like emphasis in their performance is on dance and on burlesque and less mm-hmm. so on the drag. So I think in a competition, you know, this competition is obviously way more about drag than it is about dance. So I think it didn't quite necessarily translate, but I appreciate their aesthetic. I think their their makeup is beautiful when they do that blue face. It's really stunning. But like this, the, not so much. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so everyone starts practicing like like choreography fighting, and then Dahlia and Madeline disappear. <laughs> right. <laughs> and Eva is like, "Those bitches better not fuck me over." <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, in her uh, tense way about being in this competition. <laughs> right. uh, I was gonna say too, Eva's definitely getting like a winner's edit. Like the, they're she's very much like narrating kind of everything that's going on and yeah. sort of like doing it in like a way that's kind of tactful, like saying like, oh well, instead of being like, oh those bitches went off to talk, she's like, I just hope that it doesn't, you know, interrupt their performance or mine. Like it's yeah. very, you know, like the Sasha Valore kind of yeah. like. <laughs> You could yeah, tell, like, nice Eva's, <laughs> yeah, Eva's, like, losing patience but doesn't want to be mean, you know? Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah. uh, so the whole story with them, Madeline and Dahlia, on the stage is quickly overview, because I we weren't part of it other than hearing it. So Madeline had relapsed. Uh, she's an alcoholic. Um, and Dahlia clearly wasn't thrilled with, how, with how, whatever went down that night. Um so she was six whiskey gingers deep, and she didn't mean any of it. Look, I, I've been six whiskey gingers deep with you, and I was fine. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, different strokes for different folks, I yeah. suppose. I mean, I don't drink too often, but when I do, I do. Um, but uh, so Madeline does apologize, but also says that she wouldn't trust her 100% either because she's a drag queen and a narcissist and an alcoholic. <laughs> So I just was like, you know okay. what? Fair. I mean, yeah. I honestly appreciated the way that she kind of like went about talking about her. So this is why I am coming to like Madeline a lot is because the way that she kind of um, see, I think she sees herself clearly, like as much as she's kind of um, like hamming it up a little bit for the show. Like, I really like that she's writing this line between like the way that she was talking about her addiction felt like something that she's learned in therapy, you know, it's kind of like, I, you know, relapsed part of my story and like, you know, sometimes I'm an asshole and sometimes I'm self-centered and da da da. Like she was very self-aware, but at the same time, she was setting her boundaries in terms of being like, you know, I don't want to talk about this again. Like I, you know, I don't know. She she has like a no bullshit attitude. She's basically like, if you're not here to support me, then like get out. Yeah. Which I was like, I like that. You know, I I respect that a lot because she's like, you know, it sucks that I did this and I, but I made my amends for it. And if you can't get over it, that's your problem. Yeah. So I was like, okay, work. Yeah, I I agree. Uh, but then they do kind of come to a resolution. Dolly says she's not going to hurt her. Which, 
is weird to me because she started the episode off being like, oh, I just wish Madeline was gone. Yeah, but I also can, I can like relate to that because I often, there are lots of people who I'm very close with that often frustrate me. <laughs> um, and sometimes you just like need to, just to like blow off some steam. Yeah. And I imagine that the like being in front of a producer, just getting to talk about people who know what's going on is just mm-hmm. very much a relief. So I can yeah. like see that being my like wall where I'm bouncing things off of because who else, it's not like you can like text your other friend about your friend you're frustrated with, you know, because right. you're stuck right, in this. Right. Like, so who are you going to talk to about it? You either talk to one of the other queens when you're behind a curtain. Like you like just like, it doesn't seem like there's a safe place to talk to anyone right. where no one else is going to hear it until it airs than it is like to talk to a producer. Right. That's true. That's a good point. Uh, so Eva is frustrated that she's working with Maxie again. Um, whatever. Yeah, it's, this whole it, bit, is, this whole bit is just so funny. Like all, all the interactions between Eva and Maxie are like really funny to me for some reason. Just the way that she kind of like handles her gently but firmly. Yeah, it's like <laughs> we're gonna do it this way, and then Maxie's about to give a suggestion, and Eva's like, "We're gonna do it." this way <laughs> like in episode three she's like I, babe 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 i don't think blue face is gonna work here babe <laughs> <laughs> it cracked me up yeah that was, that was good yeah. uh so then eva tells like this heart-wrenching story okay um, this i first of all love this little moment of vulnerability but this escalated so quickly <laughs> like uh, she, they went from like just a like casual like conversation in the room to just like suddenly she was like crying. I was like, whoa, this happened fast. I I'm uh I mean I I feel like I've been in situations where that's happened, but like not yeah. like you don't expect it to come out because mm-hmm. you'll just start talking. And I think sometimes when you start speaking your truth and you're just like starting a story that you didn't think you were gonna tell and you're like, well now I'm sure. already telling it. I'm gonna <laughs> Because I remember the first time this ever, like something happened to the, like this happened to me once. I was talking to my former boss and we were talking about like, not like my work performance, but like what I wanted to do with my future. And like, literally I started like Ooh. bawling my eyes out because I was yeah. like, I don't know. Like, I don't know what that looks like. And I don't know how to make it happen. And I don't know who that person is. Like, it was just like a lot. So I think that's kind of what happened here. Um and it's totally like the kind of thing well first of all they're in this really high pressure situation so I'm sure emotions are kind of at the surface anyway yeah. but it's also stuff that like when from your past that you kind of think you're over and then you know as soon as like like you know for them they're in this high pressure situation for me if it was I'm six whiskey gingers deep and then if something comes up and I'm like oh it's something that I'm totally over and then all of a sudden I'm like telling someone about it and then it's, I just like instantly start crying I'm like where did yeah. this come from I thought it was fine <laughs> yeah uh, so I felt it too yeah, so the story kind of goes, Eva didn't finish high school and was kicked out of um, her home at 17, was put in a troubled teens facility, and then... Yeah, I'm like, what was she doing that she, you know what I mean? Like, I wonder what she was getting up to. You know, it like, it either, it, it might not have been much, depending yeah. on, like, what your parents depending are like. Your parents, it, yeah. yeah. Because, because like, I, you're gay and being gay, sneaking out to be gay, so... Yeah. You know, I, it, who knows? Right. Uh, so, but what is like really great and what feels a little bit more genuine here is like all of the queens just kind of like stop what they're doing and are just like letting her have like the moment to breathe and like feel the feelings and not yeah. like forcing her to move on or speak on it. They just kind of like sit with their hands on her, like, which is 
a little bit weird, but like also yeah, I'm they're just, all like, like laying yeah. the hands. <laughs> yeah, but I also like physical touch sometimes is very helpful, even if it's not totally. like what what it what it looks like it should be. <laughs> right, and I want to give just a special shout out to Louisiana Purchase, the mom yes. in the room. Oh my god, I literally, my my notes literally says Louisiana comes out as the mom in the room. Oh my god. The biggest mom energy. She's so, so she's like, she's the first one to like drop whatever she's pretending to work on for the scene. Yeah. (laughs) Run over there. And like when she comes back to, she's like, thank you for sharing that moment of vulnerability with us. Like, I just, and then they have that cute little moment. Like, their friendships together, especially Louisiana and Eva, I think is really cute. I love seeing them interact with each other. Yeah. I mean, Louisiana acting, Louisiana being with anyone is just, like, very special. Like, I feel like. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's just, I was talking to Tiffany when we were in Chicago, which is a whole escapade that we'll have to talk about. Um, Mm -hmm. We were talking about Dragula, and I. I said to her, I was like, unfortunately, I don't think Louisiana is going to make it to the finale, but I also think she's going to be the first person who gets eliminated, and I, like, really feel upset about it. Yeah, like, feel oh, definitely. About it. I, like, I mean, I, I really don't know what happens, but that's, like, yeah. where my bot, like, that's what I'm feeling is going to happen, and I'm, I'm like, it's going to be devastating. It's going to be like yeah. Eno West. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. It's going to be the same feeling. Eno West really... The oh, thing with Louisiana is just, I was gonna just going to say, is that she's the only person who we're watching actually grow in the competition. Yeah. So I feel like everyone else is kind of just maintaining a level, and she's actually the one that we get to see, like, changing week to week, which is something, yeah. like, a story that we don't get to, like, have on Dragula that often. So I'm, like, really enjoying seeing her take their critique and, like, run with it, you know? Yeah, and it's nice to actually, like, see someone changing with critique. Mm-hmm. too um like I feel like her her progress is a little bit slower than I'd like it to be because I felt mm-hmm. like we've been given this bigger silhouette comment since the first week and it's like still not happening like until until like obviously the next episode happens and she she plays with it a little bit more but like it's not really any different <laughs> this episode from any of the things yeah. prior I was gonna actually say that uh, about like her look for this episode I honestly think she would have had a chance of winning this episode if she would have had a skirt Oh, uh, well, like yeah. If her costume had had a big skirt on it, I think she could have won. Because her, uh, her acting was so great. But we'll get to that. Yeah. So uh, this is like my new favorite part of the episode. Uh, it's like the Great British Bake Off where they go around and like, well, how are yeah. you making this thing? And I'm like, oh, oh my God, how are you making? Yeah. <laughs> like, this is like my favorite part of the episode because it's I so know, I kind of like it too. It's so cute to just like, they just brought in like their little craft they're going to yeah. work on for that day. And they're just like, okay, I'm going to sit over here and on my shoes and yeah. <laughs> make my but shield. They, but this is always what I've liked about like the Great British Bake Off is they're doing stuff with things that like I'm kind of familiar with, but they clearly know what they're doing way more than I would. Like yeah. you know, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. it's just very cool to hear them how they brains think and how they like. I couldn't take a floor mat and make it into a shield, and then Landon's like, "Yeah, you really easily could. You just need this, this, and this." And I'm like, "Oh." Yeah. <laughs> I like the boulets too are choosing to show us these moments like mm-hmm. of kind of like oh well if you're out there and you want to do something like this like here's how you could do it and like here's some different techniques and like it's kind of a weird like thing to see on like a sh- you know like I-, I hate to keep like comparing everything to drag race but yeah. just it's so easy to do but like on drag race it's all presented for you sort of right. finished done yeah most of the time and it's really nice to kind of see like how it's made behind the scenes it's really yeah. cool yeah, or even like when they are designing their outfits on Drag Race, it's they're 
they're not telling us why they're doing it. They're just showing us like, oh, wow, that person's using the sewing machine. And like, look how, like, they're not teaching us like how to work with leather in the sewing machine, like, or like something that would be useful to us. It's just like, oh, that person picked leather and they're having trouble sewing it. (laughs) Like, and it's like, what are they going to do with it? Um, So Maxie, they show us Maxie's costume and it's just like, oh man, come on, Maxie. I have words about this. I have okay. words about this. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, for anyone who doesn't know, I went to school for fashion design. <laughs> um, not that <laughs> super relevant here, but just from, like, a construction standpoint, like, first of all, this outfit is kind of, like, a little bit of a mess. Mm-hmm. But, so, okay. So, in terms of playing, like, an RPG game, I usually play, almost always when I play an RPG game, I play as a rogue. And that's, so Maxie was given Reptilian Rogue was her character, right? Or their character, excuse me. So a rogue character, if anyone doesn't know, is kind of like an assassin where, like, your character is supposed to be kind of, like, fast and, like, secretive. And, like, usually the sort of abilities that you would have would be, like, you know, being undetectable and being really quick and being, like, an archer and being untraceable and da-da-da-da-da. So if you're that then why would you wear a costume that has huge shoulder pads that like stick up and stick out in bright red and that you have a bunch of like loud dangly beads hanging off of your titties see this is where like the content makes sense (laughs) but this is also where the context of like what these characters should be like would be very helpful for a viewer like me Because you clearly had a response to, like, why the fuck would a rogue wear that? And where I'm just like, okay. Like, I, like, clearly I didn't think it was, like, the best outfit, but I didn't know that it was so polar opposite, you know? Literally no reason why a rogue would, like, so you know who had, like, um, Hollow was also a rogue. Yes. Hollow's costume was what a rogue should be. Like, typically, like, you would think of, like, a rogue character would wear, like, a hood because they're, like, sneaking around or, like, they're crouching around or whatever. And they would have like a bow and arrow because they're like using stealth. And so you're doing it from like far away or whatever. Um, but Maxie is like, I don't know. This is totally not what I would have pictured as like reptilian rogue at all. Like if, if I was going to approach this, I would have done something like, you know, if you're a reptile, like you can, like a chameleon can like blend into things. So yeah. if I'm a rogue, maybe I would go for that approach where I'm like a chameleon that can blend into my surroundings. And that's how I'm like, quick and you know what I mean like I just mm-hmm. this didn't make sense like it kind of felt like Maxie was just kind of making whatever costume they wanted to make regardless of what their assignment was yeah I, I mean I feel like that's kind of been their ML the whole yeah. thing yeah right. uh, so then we move on to Louisiana who again is just stoning the shit out of everything her ears <laughs> yeah <laughs> I love this well like yes. just the amount of stoning she does and I like the fact that like Louisiana is on the show and she's kind of like she always picks like the more glamorous lighter route than everyone else does and I and I like that we're getting to see this on Dragula as some because I think someone who doesn't watch Dragula and doesn't give it the chance because they think it's like too spooky I'm like literally it's so much more than that and there are parts where like I have issues watching it because it's like a little bit too gross for me but then you have people like Louisiana who's like coming out and like still doing Dragula but doing it like on a, in a way that a lot of the other people on the show aren't gonna take it and run with it, yeah, and I like definitely. I, I was gonna say it doesn't feel out of place at all. No, 
but I think a lot of people like think that it can't like can't that Dracula can't look like this, but it like definitely can. Well, one of the three tenets of Dracula is glamour, and that's yes. something I think a lot of people forget. And she's definitely get, and there's something a little bit off-putting about her too sometimes, even when she's being gla- like I think honestly it's because she doesn't yeah. wear eyebrows. Oh yeah, it's a little yeah. It's, you mean like it's, it's a little just, bit off? It's like not yeah, too glamorous. Right. There's something yeah. a little bit funky. Like she doesn't really contour either. Like she's just kind of going with like you know, and like as Michelle Visage would say, boy face, mm-hmm. but like barely concealed, you know? Um, yeah. So there is something that's still a little bit like strange about it. That, so I think it kind of works, but yeah, yeah, I agree with you. I, I love seeing her perspective on it. Uh, and then we have Madeline who like is working on these like leaf things for her hood headdress situation. Yeah. And uh, the sketch is gorgeous. Oh um, yeah, and, I caught that. I was like, damn, that that drawing is really pretty. Yeah, I I keep I told Tiffany just like if I had to sketch something that I had like I feel like I could like make an okay garment, but like if they were like now draw what it's gonna look like, I'd be like, well fuck no, I don't even know. <laughs> like I wouldn't even begin to know how to draw it, you know? <laughs> it's like this is a kind of a tangent, but like do you follow Christian Siriano on on like Twitter or Instagram or whatever? I don't, but I do appreciate him. I love I love him. I've always loved him since back in Project Runway. So I've always mm-hmm. followed him on Twitter or whatever. And, like, especially love him now that he's, like, dressing all of these, like, celebrities of different shapes and sizes and, you yeah. know, that kind of thing. So I, first of all, just love him. Shout out. I love him. But <laughs> he posts a lot of drawings, especially on Twitter, of, um, like, the sketches for his for his costumes and stuff and like when I was went to school for fashion like we took a lot of classes in drawing like what, figure drawing and like clothing drawing is like one of the main things that we learned and so I'm you know I learned how to draw there and so I look at Christian Siriano's drawings and they're so bad okay they're so bad it's so funny to me because like the garments that he makes are so beautiful and then he's like oh here's just another quick sketch I like threw up today and then he posts it and it's like so like not indicative of like what it looks like at all you know what I mean Mm -hmm. it's just like it just always kind of makes me laugh I'm like oh you can be such a great artist in one respect and not the best in other respects but I mean it's all about whatever (laughs) medium whatever medium you thrive in I think is really what it boils down to um so then we cut to the floor show day um, and the boulets announced this, this cracked me up for like 10 minutes the person who wins this challenge wins $1,000 queen of the night medieval times experience. Oh my god. Can you believe that? What a weird prize. But I'm also screaming because it's perfect. Like, it's such an asinine prize. It just feels exactly right to be (laughs) like something you would win on this show. Yeah. I mean, honestly, if I was given the choice between winning medieval times or winning, like, um, you know, a thousand dollars worth of glasses from whatever that LAI works. LAI works. <laughs> yeah. I, like, I think I'd rather have the medieval times feast, you know? Yeah. So I'll take I, it. Why not? I mean, it just sounds like a lot of fun. Like it's such a throwaway fun night, like a reason to get drunk, you know? Like it's sure. so fun. Uh, so uh, then the floor show begins. Um, it's a real quick question before we start talking about the looks. Is this where they did like the western challenge in season two because it looked a little bit like it i think it might be it looks like it okay yeah because whenever they showed maxi i was like didn't someone pose with this thing last year like last season but i i didn't know if 
like a hundred percent sure. Yeah, it definitely. I mean, I definitely felt like it felt familiar, and it, like it looked more like a western town than like a medieval town. So I, yeah, totally could see that. All right, should we talk about these looks? Talk about the looks. Okay. So uh, I just have them kind of in the, I think they came in an order this time, which some episodes they don't. Like they showed yeah. Dahlia first. So uh, what did you think about Dahlia's look? I actually like Dahlia's look. They kind of all were ripping on it at the end and saying like, oh, she would have been in the bottom. Um, like the story that she, so back in the boudoir, she says something like before Israel came in, she's like, I think, you know, I'm going to do an org, a certain kind of org that, like, is a cave dweller, and they've never seen the sun before, and da-da-da-da-da, and, I, like, as soon as I saw her, I was like, oh, I get that story from this. Like, I yeah. felt, like, usually I don't care much for a face mask with drag. It okay. kind of, like, hinders, I think, some of the messaging, but I actually liked her prosthetics here, and I, I thought it was kind of cool. Uh, I think I was much more impressed with it when I like they like I said before they do they do such a service to the contestants the way they film these film floor it. shows because they yeah. when it's edited and put together like they all seem so beautiful and then you kind of see them out of context then you're like oh wait a minute <laughs> like then you can yeah. see the cracks just a little bit more so I yeah. think when I saw it like when she's posing in the uh, river and um like it's very like ethereal and really kind of creepy and cool. But then like whenever she is standing in the lineup, I'm like, Ooh, that's a little yeah, bit rough little looking. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I like the face mask was like only a prosthetic, I believe, because when she was working on it, it was like a prosthetic sitting on a mold of a face and she was like yeah. doing the makeup on it. So I don't think it was the same. And you could see her facial expressions through it. Yeah. Um, I think that's like why the, I liked it. But the, the outfit is very much, like a corset cape situation <laughs> so it's just kind of like yeah. okay now that I'm thinking about it honestly all I can really remember is the face and yeah. I don't really remember the look <laughs> it's very like that Asia O'Hara like mermaid look where it's like, <laughs> what happened below all I saw was that the mask? mask yeah <laughs> I still I loved that mask <laughs> oh, I hated it so much I hated it so much uh, uh, anything else on Dahlia before we move on no. Okay, so next up is Maxi. I, uh, yeah, well, I already said what I had to say about yeah, that. Okay, so <laughs> I did um, appreciate... No mask. Come on. Uh, no mask. I, not mask, this isn't mask for mask. Uh, mask for mask. Uh, so I did appreciate that Maxi, like, did paint their whole body. And mm-hmm. that it did feel way more finished than anything else they presented. Which was, like, cool... But also, the mask didn't seem to be adhered properly, and it's like it—it it wasn't. I mean, this was Asia O'Hara fish mask. Like it, this is actually. It is, it. but it didn't feel as funny and stupid as what Asia was doing, right. <laughs> which is like I think. <laughs> <laughs> I think so I think that I'm like. <laughs> yeah, this one wasn't meant to be funny and stupid, so I was just like, eh, no, pass. Yeah, it, it was a boot for me. Yeah, no, 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 thank you. All the reasons stated above. Not a robe. I don't get it. <sighs> okay, so Madeline, you said. Um, Madeline, I, I thought it was okay. I so you know going back to the sort of tropes of these kind of characters, dark elves do typically have white hair. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's kind of unfortunate because it looked weird to me. Like, I don't really love white, like, super, super white hair. Uh, like, wigs. Yeah. Um, so I thought it looked a little bit strange. And, like, the wig didn't really look that special. So I was kind of like, mm, it's like a little party city, you know? Yeah. Um, and then, so she had talked so much about that scaled hood that she was doing. And then she, like, wasn't wearing it. Was she wearing it during this part? Yeah, well, sort of. Like, it seemed like the the hood only covered half of her head. And, like, so, it like, only showed up on the one side. It was very, yeah, I agree. Like, it was a lot of talk for something. And then the staff, which she, like, didn't talk about at all, was, like, incredible. And I was like, yeah. why weren't we talking about how we made that? And it, like, was glowing. Which is, yeah. I um, agree with the judges' critique, though, that it kind of overshadowed the rest of the look. Because basically, other than that, it was just a dress and, like, a cape. Yeah. But, like, I also had an issue with the white hair. I think my issue with was with the white hair was actually with the makeup. So like I think the makeup really washed yeah. her out and then to put that wig on top of washed out, it was just like very washed out. And then the the white and the dark like the the clothes were so dark and like her skin and like hair was so light. I think it all washed like it all washed each other out and you couldn't see the details in either thing because it like it was like black or white. It wasn't like you yeah. didn't see the gradients of anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The 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 leaves on the hood are like this beautiful like red black ombre and it's they're very pretty like the, yeah but you couldn't really see yeah. it it was hard it was so overshadowed by you know whatever so here's how I would have styled this a little bit differently I think honestly what I would have done with the hair if she wanted to stay true to the, like this white hair on the dark elf thing I would have like maybe braided the hair and like done it in sort of like a um, uh, like a Khaleesi from, you know, Game of Thrones, kind of like mm-hmm. complicated, interesting braid thing. And that way it wouldn't have been so much around her face. Yeah. And maybe had like kept the hood up so that it was, you could see the white hair, but it wasn't all the hair. Yeah. That's like it, how I would have thought about that. So like maybe the hair comes from behind her neck over the shoulder and then the hood's up. So you could like yeah. still see that there was hair. Yeah. yeah. That's how I would have done it. Just because it felt so stark, like like you said, like felt yeah. very high contrast. Um, yeah, it's it's unfortunate, but yeah. let's move on. Let's move on to your Lord and Savior, Priscilla. Uh, <laughs> I love this. Oh my god, everything about it is perfect. I first of all, I just think she's so sexy in every yes. capacity. She I is. think she's so hot. Um. And I love the way she paints, too. But this was just so cute. I don't know. It wasn't that crazy of an outfit. Like, nothing super, you know, wild. But it definitely hit the race and class that she was given, like, perfectly. So my my note really about her was, like, it's not the least, like the most interesting thing, but it does feel, like, on brand. Like, you would see that character in an advertisement for something like this like for a video game and I think she was really successful in um like translating who Priscilla is through her character instead of just playing the character like I felt it felt like her still you know Uh uh-huh I agree it was it it was so cute and the way she presented it was just so silly and stupid and fun like it was oh my god and the fact that she like didn't even bother to like change her voice that she just went with her like deep voice (laughs) (laughs) just everything to me I loved it uh, let's move on to the new tuck, Louisiana Purchase. Oh, man, the tuck. Woo! Yeah, um, as I said, I think this would have benefited from a long skirt. Yeah, it stops on the, it stops at the waist. 
Yeah. So it's, it's just like very... well... I really love what everything that was going on up top. Yeah. All of the bedazzling, it was all very beautiful. But I would but... like to have seen maybe like a high low skirt even would have been yeah like, something interesting. Yeah, or just like it was very a lot of skinny legs, a lot of skinny legs. Going yeah, on. <laughs> it could have benefited like from like I don't know what they're actually called, but like a waist cape. Yeah. <laughs> like, like some... yeah, butt cape. Butt cape. Yeah. Uh, call plastic tiara and yeah, make her yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah it it's like it's just like missing that little thing like it's yeah. just missing something it feels a little unbalanced I thought yeah but it was cute though I love the the jeweled ears and the all the jewelry yeah. that she had like on her head and stuff it was really pretty yeah and she finally has a staff that hits the floor and yeah. so it's good we're good yeah it was good uh, so you kind of already talked about Hollow, but uh, Hollow is next. Yeah, I like Hollow. I actually didn't really take any notes on hers because it was just like, yeah, that's what it should look like. Yeah, <laughs> it, it didn't really stand out to me as being right. like anything super crazy. But like, well, you know, so what I would say, just you know, splitting hairs a little bit, like I, I got more dwarf than dark elf from Hollow. Mm. It felt very kind of like more dwarf like than dark elf I, did, I wasn't reading elf very much but it just that just could be like because she's not like super super skinny like some of the other ones were so maybe that's just you know maybe I'm like being um stereotyping elf <laughs> <laughs> oh my god am I, can, are you gonna cancel me no I guess there could be thick elves I love that though um uh, but yeah it was fine yeah I said it's just like it basically the same thing like it looks like what it's supposed to look like it looks mm-hmm. like it it belongs in this world mm-hmm. uh the big hood the army green works really well and i think that her makeup i'm sorry their makeup looked really good yeah totally yeah i like the like scratch under the eye i thought it looked really good yeah all right and now i mean truly we are they finished with the two stars truly uh so landon's next oh wow i mean Honestly, Landon is just blowing everyone out of the water. I really it's a full transformation too. I mean, it was there was a moment where they kind of cut between his like him in costume and then his um talking head. And yeah. Like, oh my god, it's so crazy that this is the same person. You know what I mean? It's yeah. Like, full Literally, transformation. When Landon pops up on the screen for the first time in this outfit in this episode, like when they like do the transition from hollow to Landon. Mm-hmm. I liked, I was like, I don't even know who that, I didn't know who was, that. I was like, who is that? Like, I, I, I seriously was, I could not, eat, I was like trying to go through all the contestants. I was like, I don't even know who that is. So I was like yeah. really stoked. And then his name popped up and I was like, you've got to be sh- shitting me. Like, this yeah. is insane. And, unbelievable. I mean, his attention to detail in terms of like just every single thing, the makeup is flawless, the hair is flawless, every little bit of it is like all thought out nothing yeah. nothing out of place every time and it's been like that for every single one yeah landon is not here to fuck around and it is so cool to see that and like the fact that landon is so low-key in the boudoir and everything is just like mm-hmm. it's even better because it's like not even like landon's like shit talking or always fighting for screen time he's just like being the best <laughs> and, yeah. and it is just like yeah, awesome he have to talk shit because like it's, yeah. it's, you know his work speaks for himself i i love that they're showcasing a drag king on this show. I know that, like, you guys have... We've, it's been talked about ad nauseum 
but it just makes me really happy to see and like you know he's really proof that like they do just as much work as queens we have a really um big drag king community here in cleveland and that you know participate in our show and everything and they have their own shows shout out to cleveland kings action pack um and i've had the opportunity to work with a lot of drag kings recently and like the thought and integrity and like artistry that goes into what they do is like nothing short of what the queens do and so it's really cool to see him showing that off on TV. I love it. It's so yeah. cool. Uh, next, let's finish up with Eva Destruction and the reptilian whatever. I mean, it was flawless. Oh, yeah. Honestly. It yeah, was, like, it truly is. fully, like, just put together perfectly. And you can tell that, like, this was, like, Eva's jush. Yeah. Like, she was getting her jush with this, for sure. Yeah, the tail, the, the way it moved was so cool. And, uh, yeah. And our, it, it was, uh, man, just like Landon and Eva, man, they're really doing it for me this season. I know. It's, yeah. I mean, again, fully realized every detail. Yes. And like the prosthetics that was here was also really um, well done, I thought. You could tell mm-hmm. she couldn't breathe out of her nose at all. The whole time yeah. critique, she's like got her mouth hanging open. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it looked really cool. And then like the the shoes were like insane and like she's in a field and I'm like how are you not rolling your ankle right now because well, I, I don't even remember I, like, what the shoes looked like I don't think I got a good look at them they were like 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 Alexander McQueen Lady Gaga no heel like all wow. platform oh, toe yeah. shoe yeah like ooh ooh uh so I mean I didn't let's the acting challenge is next I didn't really write too much other than like some people were really good and some people weren't <laughs> like, I really don't know how to talk about like yeah. the writing of it is like one thing, but like, Oh my God. I, sorry. I just went to Eva Destruction's Instagram and looked at her shoes. Oh, so yeah. They're oh like, gosh. yeah. In yeah a that's awesome. Field. Wow. Oh, Cameron Michael said work. Uh, I love her. <laughs> my boo. Okay. Um, uh, yeah, I, the only thing I really wrote about this was that, like, the scripts, you know, these, like, acting challenge scripts are always, like, awkward, but yeah. I actually thought this one wasn't so bad, like, compared to some of the scripts that we've seen on Drag Race, like, this is, this was, like, way better. At least it uh, had, like, a little bit of a story. Yeah, it, <laughs> it wasn't just, like, so insane. it didn't feel like gay phrase, gay phrase, gay phrase. Gay right. phrase, right. yeah, like, like right. it's a, yeah, because it's very that on Drag Race. I think that the and first. I actually thought the little plot twist at the end, where she like where Landon ended up like kissing the guy instead of like going for the treasure, was like funny. I, it made yeah. me laugh. I was like, okay, cute. I think the first group was probably like the best group. So like yeah. Landon Hollow and Priscilla, whenever they like enter, it's just like, oh yeah, this scene's gonna be really good, and then like it all kind of like gets crazy and hectic from there. Right. Uh, so if you want to rewatch this, watching Louisiana when she's not the forefront of the scene oh, is the oh best. <laughs> that was like what, when I just rewatched the episode, that was like what I was looking at. I was like, yeah. I missed some like nuances here in terms of what she was doing with her acting. And yeah, she stole. There was like a little moment where <laughs> when um, Hadalia like walks off into the other direction and like mm-hmm. melts or whatever, like she dies. Yeah. And Louise and it goes, oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> I love that moment. 
so good. Um, so, yeah, first of all, I, if anyone knows, send me the Instagram of the person who comes to kiss Landon in the final scene because I need to know oh. who that is. Oh. <laughs> because, uh, yes, <laughs> I don't yes, know please. who. Yeah, I want that person in my feed. All of the time. I don't care who they are, where they're from. I like need to be following them. And I yeah. think they're they're in production because when Madeline has her meltdown, which we'll talk about in a second, like they're not in that in clothes. There. Yeah, they're like in normal clothes, but the paint's still That's kind funny. of on. They're like, oh, you're hot enough. You put that on. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, so like watching Madeline act is like watching someone who thinks they're good at acting but is it finally get their chance yeah 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 like whenever she asks who's speaking she's like who is speaking and then you're like speaking (laughs) yeah you're like oh okay because it could have been like it could have been such gravitas to everything that she was saying and then it was just like there is a chalice that I'm going to take and then it's just like Something that they um like kind of I think they've talked about it on All Right Mary before, but like something when the, in the beginning scenes and the boulets have their little you know acting scenes in the beginning, yeah. like it's so funny when all the actors like open their mouths and start talking and they're all gay. Yeah, it's really that in this scene as well. Like as soon as like please like you were saying, um, Dahlia's look was kind of cool, and then as soon as she got into the acting scene and started talking, she's like. <laughs> Well, I feel like we should be going that way. <laughs> yeah. Out of the situation just a little bit, and I felt that way about Madeline too. It was all just a little bit too. It just Kate was just so gay. Yeah, it's so gay, but it's so fun. <laughs> That's why it worked really worked for Louisiana because she was like just playing into that, you yeah. know. So, I don't know, it was funny. And uh, Landon, I think the reason why Landon didn't win was because I, his acting just wasn't quite convincing enough. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. So then we move on to panel, which seemed to be, like, the windiest day of the year, like, around oh them. God. But you, you could not hear the wind in any of the mics. And that, to me, that was, was like, stupid insane. I'm like, I don't know what technology is being worked here. I was thinking the same thing. I, even when I watched it back the second time, I was like, oh, my God. Like, their microphones <laughs> must be incredible. Yeah. I was like, they look like they're barely keeping those headpieces on. I don't know yeah. how they are. <laughs> you can't hear a single bit of wind in the background of this. It's so wild. I'm so glad you yeah. said that because I was like, oh, my God. I can't stop noticing the wind. Yeah, it's so it's so distractingly windy, but you can't yeah. hear it. And no one's acknowledging it. And I'm like, yeah. guys, it's literally so fucking windy. Please. Um. So we get to panel and the boulets tell Dahlia that she can either choose to save herself or send any one of her competitors up for extermination. Did uh, you think that she was going to send Maddie up for extermination? Well, I think what was interesting here is like you, she could have picked Madeline or she could have picked anyone and it would have felt a little like other than like Maxie, it would have felt fucked up for her to put someone else up for elimination. Yeah. Like really fucked up. So I think like Dahlia is such a wild card in that like it really could have been like it could have been used for herself or literally to fuck over someone and it would have been like fun any which way. Right. Um, but But even though she chooses to save herself, what the the boulets are really smart or production is really smart to be like just so you know madeline 
you wouldn't have been in the bottom two yeah. had Dahlia not saved herself. And then, like, right. that literally sets Madeline off. Like, that right. has to be the thing that, like, Madeline was like, fuck no. Like, right. just get running off. Um, before we, like, quickly, Eva wins the challenge. And she says she's going to take all the bitches out to dinner, which is amazing. Yeah. And I hope I hope they all get together if they haven't already. I want to see photos of this experience. Of yeah. I, I do. I want all wearing like little crowns and yes. medieval times. It would be yes, that would make my whole ass life. Like I really want to see that. Um so yeah, Madeline after Maxie and Madeline are announced to be up for extermination and this is where Madeline goes off. Uh she I don't, we have not seen the likes of a tantrum like this in something that isn't un- untucked <laughs> in, like, a long time. Like, this oh, is... And it's so well that they're showing you, you know, the producers yeah. and the people behind the scenes. And, like, oh, my God, I was laughing. Probably one of my favorite parts of this whole moment was, like, when Dahlia is, like, standing out there, like, looming in the distance with <laughs> her mask on. Yeah, and, and they're like, like you go like, back. <laughs> Madeline's just like going off about like 10 different things at once. She's like, I'm going to be the laughing stock. It would be like, I'm going to be made a fool of. You did not fucking tell me I was going to be made a fool of. It's such a weird thing to like really go off on too. So here's my, here's like Tom putting on the producer hat, like trying to see what was really underneath everything. So what I think happened is that they were getting ready for season three. Madeline is pretty well known and respected in the drag scene. And the boulets were like, hey, apply for the show. And basically it was like, you'll be gifted a spot on the show. And I feel like the same kind yeah, of happened. Yeah, kind of like they did with Eva. Yeah, so I think that's what happened. And I think Madeline felt like she was promised a certain like edit and like a certain distance in the show without being like put in the bottom as much as she has been right. and so like she felt like she was promised like you know I'm gonna make top four no matter what but like also I don't think the boulets are gonna like fuck around with that nonsense either they're gonna be like well we'll send home whoever we damn well feel like sending home whenever we want right. and like so like for Madeline to like go off like this also my favorite part and I know it wasn't supposed to be shady the fact that a producer was like well you know you wouldn't have been in the bottom had Dahlia not used the <laughs> the key of life <laughs> and like literally like, I was yeah, like wow thanks, got that. <laughs> thanks, yeah like it. way to trigger someone because like <laughs> no I definitely agree because there was a point where she says something like you promised that you weren't gonna make me look like a fool yes something like that and it's like wow like where is that in your contract <laughs> like you know it's well, so I, that's why I feel like and like so I there's I don't say this because I don't think Madeline is talented enough, but, like, there's no way she's gonna win after saying, like, one, she doesn't feel capable enough to win, and, like, two, she doesn't want to be there. Like, you can't say you don't want to be there and then win. Like, that's just, like, that would yeah. suck. So, wait, that did would she suck say everyone. that she didn't want to be there? Like, is that, I, I, was that on the show, or was that just what Maxie said? No, I feel like she says it, like, at one point in her rant. Like, it, it's, yeah. like, alluded to. Because she's like, one, well, she does flat out say she doesn't feel like she might, she doesn't feel like she might be capable enough to win. And it's like, I feel like when you start putting that self-doubt in your brain, it's like, Mm -hmm. well, they're not going to gift this to you if you don't think you can do it. And like, 
and then like the producer just reminds her like hey this is like the show like the show right like like, this is what it is uh it's just like it was so wild and amazingly fun to watch but i also i was mad at that attitude that she was giving because it's like you're not gifted anything in this reality competition and like also you could have put more effort and been in the top but you did it like you could have been safe like you could have not even been in the situation where like you were the second lowest and got thrown into the like you could have done better yeah well so okay so i have a question for you do you think that they changed the extermination challenge because of this because when they first describe the elimination challenge to her they say you're going to be paraded through the streets while everyone around here throws food at you and makes fun of you and da 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 whatever like i'm picturing you know game of thrones cersei lannister walking down the streets like like hundreds of people standing on both sides pelting food at her and then what it turns out to be is they're just like in a room and it's just the other contestants throwing you know leftover craft services food at her so i'm like was that the plan all along or did they make a compromise? Like, I'm not accusing the Boulets of anything, but it felt like they softened the challenge a little because of this. Do you think there was any kind of producer shenanigans here? Well, it's really funny that you say, like literally Tiffany used that reference when we were discussing it, like just amongst ourselves. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, I don't really know what that means because I like, I famously have not seen Game of Thrones at all, uh, but mm-hmm. I get it. Like, I get like what that might be like in that show. But also, like, it could have been a number of things. Like, we both just mentioned how windy it was, and, like how we clocked it. So, like, maybe it was just like the weather wasn't uh, hurt, too like, windy. <laughs> yeah. Well, like, it'd be hard to throw things if it's that windy outside and like yeah, have any kind of impactful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, have any <laughs> impactful like landing. Or like imagine but, cleaning it up afterwards. Yeah. And also, who? Like, who else would be in the town to, like, partake in this? Right. That we would... I, I So, I don't I don't know. I don't know. Because uh, it did sound like it was going to be, like, something real fucked up. And then it, like, was just, like, super silly. And, like, kind of fun. It definitely ended yeah. up being a lot less intense than they made it seem like it was. Yeah. I don't... I actually don't know. I don't... It could have been toned down, but like, yeah, because it definitely didn't feel like an extermination challenge. The the stakes no. didn't feel super high, but neither do like on the next episode with the the roach. It, that's not like a super crazy extermination. Like it's kind of gross, but it's not like yeah, like most of the people spit out the beetle if they ended up getting it right. in. Right. So like, but whatever. I don't, I don't know. I, I'm playing devil's advocate because I feel like there's a little bit of a producer hand in terms of Madeline specifically especially after last week like you know like you said baby Ovska yeah sacrificial lamb like you know Madeline could have gone home for that really yeah or or a hollow could have but you know they're and like I just I thought it was just strange that at the end of all of this the end of this episode they ended up kind of rewarding her behavior like she was popping off in a way that I would not have thought to be sanctioned by the boulets you know like I would have thought they would have no patience for this kind of diva shit you know 
So I was like really surprised with the way this went down because I was like, you know, isn't it better TV to like send home the one of the front runners and keep some, you know what I mean? Like I just thought, I don't know, there's something, I, it felt fishy to me. Okay, but... well, devil's advocate to what you're saying is like most people, like no shade to Maxi, have felt like maybe they needed to have gone home a lot sooner than they had. Right. And to keep, like, Literally, you know how normally on reality television, when someone's gonna, about to go home, they get a lot of airtime on the episode? Maxie was barely in this episode and, like, still goes home at the end. Right. And it's like, we barely, we done, like, we barely saw Maxie on our screens at all during this season. So it's like, right. Maxie's not interesting enough to keep around, even if, like, they're behaving better than Madeline. And, like, it's truly, like, rivet, Madeline's kind of a loose cannon. And, oh yeah, and I mean, interesting she's way to TV. yeah. As a producer, you can totally see why you would keep her and not Maxie. I just but, think that it's a little bit out of line with. So here's you know, it just doesn't seem like what something that the Boulets would necessarily like promote. But you know, obviously, it's better TV. Yeah, I think it's better TV. But also, like, I think that was. I think that that outburst was still the nail in Madeline's coffin. It's just not like today or tomorrow it's like later yeah yeah Yeah. so that's probably true because I feel like maybe the next time well clearly I feel like the next time Madeline's in the like up for extermination whatever it's gonna be is gonna be like fucked up (laughs) like it's gonna be one of like the harder ones yeah but yeah I don't know We'll see. I hope that they I hope that they don't just let it go because that would feel super out of character. I hope you're right that they do kind of like bring it back around and they're like, oh, well, since you acted like this, then this is, you know, what you have to do. Yeah. So I guess we'll see. Yeah. Uh, but I do want to say that Israel in that song, when he like brings the, the two queens to stage, like just take that moment in. If you missed it, just like go back and oh, like go back and watch that again. Take it, take it in. Just like revel in that moment. Um, he is so hot. Yeah, it's fucked up how attractive Israel is. Wait, did he used to work on? Was he in the pit crew on Drag Race originally? I don't know. I know that I some believe that he was because I was watching um like seasons four and five recently, okay. and I think that he used to be in the pit crew and now I he mean, does this which is interesting so and then the sean has been on dragula too the one with like the uh the one that everyone says smells oh <laughs> i don't know who that is oh i think i'm not sm- super versed on the pit crew i'm not i know that you like know all their names but <laughs> <laughs> i frankly don't okay well but I believe you. Um, yeah, he's been on both shows. Like, if you, there's a couple episodes in season two of Dragula that he's in. And if you saw him, you would be like, oh, yeah, he's definitely been on Drag Race. Okay, interesting. Yeah. Uh, so we do we do lose Maxi to kind of wrap things up. Uh, in- I don't know. There was something about this, like, extermination challenge. Like, it was very, like interesting because they kind of both took different approaches and so like they showed Matt like honestly I thought Madeline was going home until they until that very last like death scene really like showing her reads her quote-unquote reads yeah they were terrible and as and they they showed Dahlia saying her read you know her reads were dry 
yeah. so lame. And I was like, ooh, okay. And then they showed Maxi, and I thought Maxi was kind of like going for the throat, you know, it was like going for the jugular on her reads. Like, it was, you know, I was like, damn, she's fighting her for her life. But, or there, I'm sorry, I keep saying her, um, fighting for their life. Um, so I was like actually kind of surprised at the end when Maxie ended up going home. I was like, damn, really? After all that? Yeah, I just, there's just, it just wouldn't have been interesting to keep them yeah. around. <laughs> truly, truly. And then, like, also, we get like a very explosive episode for episode five because a bunch of crazy stuff goes down at the end of that episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I mean,. Uh- yeah, it definitely, I obviously, like, I would rather see Madeline say, I think, that she's a more, like, a better competitor and more interesting, you know, personality on television, but I just thought it was interesting. Yeah, I I, I can see what you're saying, though, like, it was behave, <laughs> but also, there are people like Madeline in the world, and, like, we all know that person, we all mm-hmm. have experienced someone like that, and, like, uh, just because someone has like a bit of a meltdown doesn't mean like they shouldn't be given another shot either. Because right. I think, I think also like I like you maybe you or I wouldn't have the guts to be like, what the fuck is going on in a situation where we shouldn't have control? Mm-hmm. Like to really speak your mind like that, it's, I think that takes a lot of balls because I, yeah, that's true. Because there are you know how like when you're at your job and you're feeling some kind of way you're just saying shit under your breath you're not going up to your boss and be like what the fuck is going on because fuck this shit's fucked up <laughs> yeah <laughs> so like I mean I could see them both appreciating it and being very annoyed by it yeah actually I like that perspective I hadn't really thought about it that way but it really goes back to like kind of what I said earlier about Madeline which is that she's like pretty self-aware and knows how to set her own boundaries so I'm like you know, that's something I admired about her all through this episode. And if this was part of that, then sure, you know? Yeah. I, I think know. it, I, I mean, I think it's that, it, it, that ties back to like the last episode too, with Hollow's kind of meltdown. It's like, it's hard to like stand up for yourself and also be um, palatable. You know, yeah. sometimes standing up for yourself isn't always like something that rubs everyone the right way, but it's something that you have to do. So, yeah. Uh, do you have anything else to say about this episode specifically before we wrap things up? I don't think so. It's a good episode, though. It was, I mean, like, every episode, like, season, let me say, episode three and, like, on has just been, like, a wild ride. Like, oh, yeah. that's all just been, like, one thing after the other. So I'm, I am very, I haven't watched the episode that dropped today because we are recording this on October 1st. So the episode did drop already. So I'm probably oh, going to yeah, watch I it. I haven't watched but, it yet either. I think I'm going to watch it when we are done here so I can, like, be caught up and, like, look at social media without mm-hmm. without fear, <laughs> which is, like, always a huge thing, especially because they drop at midnight, and so some people stay up and watch them, and then people are already talking about it. I'm like, I haven't even, like, had time yeah. <laughs> today to oh, like, sit down and watch it. it. Yeah. Um, okay, so let's re- rewind. So where do you want people to follow you on socials, or do you just want to, like, shout out the Black Mass people again? Um, you can follow. I have a new makeup Instagram. Oh, that's right, uh, you do. <laughs> but not, so you just smoke on your regular Instagram, and then you have an Instagram. Instagram that I just like smoke and be stupid on. That's uh, <laughs> at Jess Haley Pierce. 
I have a makeup Instagram where I post looks. Uh, that's her underscore countenance. And I run the Instagram for Black Mask, um, Cleveland's favorite punk rock dragon burlesque showcase at Black Mask CLE. And then uh, if we were to follow you on, uh, follow the Black Mask CLE uh, Instagram page, are all of the performers tagged in the photos that they're in? Yes. Okay. Yes, please, so, please, please, please go on there and look at some of um, our Cleveland drag family and burlesque family. Um, they're all so talented and like there's some queens in there. I don't want to shout anyone out specifically because then they'll all get jealous of each other. <laughs> but... <laughs> There's some people in there who are really, really amazing. I mean, they're all amazing, but some, you know, there's a couple in there that I, you might see on TV in the next couple of years, like really stand out, amazing performers and performances. And it's, it's high art, high drag, and you will appreciate it. And you can see, um, we, I have on the, the video, um, the story highlights, I have videos from every performance for the last 10 shows that wow. we had. So you can go on there and you can watch like, all of the crazy fun moments from Black Mask, like people shaving their heads and swallowing a rosary and, you know, having an exorcist moment. And God, I can't even think of There's been so many crazy, uh, Carrie moments, a bucket of blood dumped on her head, whatever. It's all there. Uh, I hope you check it out because it's amazing. Our listeners are pretty good about like following the things that we talk about, which I always makes my heart a little bit happy. Like my nail technician has like a bunch of followers from our, oh, from our yeah, like, yeah, it's so great. <laughs> um, uh, if you guys aren't following, it bears repeating on social media. We have all of the social media. We link that all in the show notes. I'm going to post all of the things that Jess talked about in there too. So it's just like one click away, very easy breezy. Um, we are, we have Patreon content lined up finally after a long time. This just needs like edited and posted. So, uh, by we the are... way, every time I, anyone ever talks about Patreon, I like read it in your voice. Saying, Betrayon. Betrayon. Yeah. Every time. Betrayon. <laughs> you ruined uh, it for me or perhaps made it better. I don't know. I, I think I've made it better. And then like, better. my current thing that I'm doing is the whomst and whomest. Sometimes yeah. when I'm really mad, whomest. <laughs> uh, I like that. So, yeah, we're all on there. All of our personal socials, if you want to follow us on there. I deleted my Facebook. I'm sorry about it, but I'm not Ooh. sorry about it. I just was like, I had it, and I like a lot. First of all, you have, did you know you have to log on to your computer to do that now? Like, you can deactivate it on your phone, but you have to, like, go onto a desktop to go, I don't want this anymore. <laughs> oh, wow. So you fully deleted her. Yeah. She's well, it's like, it's still, like, technically up in the air because, like, it has 30, like, I have 30 days to like log in and change my mind, but like, I'm not gonna. <laughs> so. Oh my gosh. Well, good for you. Yo, I'm not I'm like not social media, but well, Facebook was like the one that I like was logging into all the time. And I was like, why, why, <laughs> like, why? Like, why, why am I bothering with this? And then yeah. people would, and I deleted messenger a long time ago and people were still trying to reach out to me on that. And I could see that I was getting notifications, but it makes you download the app. And I was like, I don't want that app. And then I yeah. like fi- I finally posted a status. I was like, you can text me or find me on Instagram, but like I'm not talking to you on here. <laughs> Sorry about Fair it. Uh, well, Jess, thank you so much for doing this with me. This was so much fun. Thank you for having me on and letting me talk about Black Mass. Everyone in my real life is so sick of hearing me talk about it. So maybe you all can, <laughs> maybe y'all will enjoy it. And like, honestly, please, please go see Local Dragon in your town, wherever you live. It's so amazing to get involved with your local community. Please do it. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, well, that has been another episode of It Bears Repeating. And it does. I'm Tom. 
I'm Jess. And we'll see you real soon. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Yay. Yay. No, I, I think it's still probably shorter than anything me and Tiffany have done. <laughs> we uh, made it through. Okay. I thought you were practicing. <laughs> okay. Well, we were practicing, but I can always, I'm going to edit like the weird stuff out because that's right. going to help both of us. You see it now? It's recording now. Yeah, it does say, you're, it says Jessica is recording the call. Jessica. Ah, right. Okay. I'm ready. Okay, well, hold on. Do you want to do a... We'll do a one practice run. Oh, yeah, do a practice. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Hello. Hello. And welcome. Oh, she Hello. says too. It bears yes. repeating. And it does. <laughs> a, a, oh, God. What is my new intro? A podcast about all things drag, race, Eula, and local. That's how I do it. I'm oh. still going to mess it up. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm ready. Let's, like, start it, Tom edit this stuff out because that's what you need to do <laughs> okay all right ready ready <laughs>